Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello, and again, welcome to Real Estate 360show.com. Yep. This is Steve Connolly. And I am Jason O. Miles. And we are here to uh, regale you with a whole bunch of real estate related information. That's right. And today we really want to talk about marketing. Yeah. Marketing is the lifeblood of our business, really any business. Yeah. And um, you're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of energy. And I know last week we talked a little bit about it, but I think that it's really important that we, that we tell people, you know, what it is to market for real estate deals. How do you do it? You know, what do you say? You know, all those things, but first, Yes. But first, I want to thank everyone that has gone on to um, uh, iTunes or Spotify or uh, Google Play, uh, the YouTube channel, the website, and subscribed to our podcast or watched or listened or whatever it is you guys did to engage with us. Please keep doing that so we can share a lot of this information with you guys. Uh, we only want to give you what you want to hear. So make sure you tell us what you want to hear so we can make sure that we formulate these things and gear them directly to you. And another great resource is realestate360show.com. Exactly. And right there you can go and watch all of our previous shows. Mm -hmm. You can see what we have coming up in, in our little seminars that we do. You know, we're reluctant to even call them seminars. Exactly. They're really just total pure real estate training and how to – how to do what we do. That's right. Without all of the BS of selling you the, you know, three-day weekend that costs you a couple grand. Do we offer those? We absolutely do, but we're not pitching them there. No. You know, this is really for you to come and learn, get your questions answered, and network with people that are active in the business. And it's not always just us that are in the room. You know, there's private money that's there. There's hard money that's there. There are other investors that you can work with and partner with on various deals. There's all those things there. The network is pretty sizable. And it's, again, it's whether you are just getting into this business or you've been in, the, in, been in this business and you're looking for more things to do or more options to have. And we've got clients that have, you know, multi-million dollar portfolios that are just looking for better ways to operate their business, their real estate business, so that they can grow it. And then we've got people that have absolutely nothing you know, but the desire to do this and everything in between. So it doesn't matter where you're at. We're called Real Estate 360 for a reason. And on that site, by the way, is a button for you to click that says four-week action plan. Yes. And that's free. You just click the button, give us your email address so we can send you the four-week action plan, and you'll get the four-week action plan. And yeah. guess what that is? It's four weeks of things that you can do that are actionable uh, information and how to get started in your real estate business. That's exactly right. And it just kind of walks you through everything you need to do step by step by step by step, week one, day one, so on and so forth. And if you follow that inside of 30 days, you know, you'll be uh, a dangerous person. <laughs> you right. know, you'll be dangerous. You'll be ready to do some damage out here, man. So I have a question for you. <laughs> yes, sir. On that four-week action plan, is there any information about marketing and what to do there? Uh, it talks about marketing. Okay. It doesn't tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. But it definitely talks about marketing and getting those things set up. 
right. because that's directly related uh, to another program that we have, Success in Your First 30 Days, mm. where it really does kind of uh, break down a little bit about what you need to do, how you want to get started, various ways of marketing, uh, valuations, all those things that you're going to need to know so that you can, you know, find success in your first 30 days. Right. right. You know, and today we really want to talk about marketing because, again, that's the lifeblood of any and every business. It is. And, you know, anytime that I don't know about you, but anytime I'm thinking, okay, we need to earn some more money. We need to do this. We need to do that. Most people are going to say, let's go trade some time, effort, and energy for dollars. I don't think like that. I'm thinking I need to go buy something. Yeah, let's go which, do another deal. Which sounds like, wait a minute, you need money. Why are you buying stuff? Well, <laughs> it's really not necessarily buying, it, although it a lot of times it can be. But we're looking for value. And in the value is where the, the income will come from by finding those undervalued properties and then assigning that contract, selling that contract, doing whatever to create the income. That's right. And how do you do, how do you find those properties? You do marketing. That's right. And let me ask you a question. Now you've been doing this for a little while and you've, you've done all kinds of marketing campaigns. Yes. Today, currently right now. Yes. What would you say your, your favorite method is your go-to method, if you will. It depends on if I'm thinking, if I'm operating with cash or no cash. Uh, uh, let's say you're operating with, I mean, if I have zero money yeah. or if I have a couple thousand dollars, you know, give yeah. me a, give me a number. Let's start with a couple thousand dollars. Okay. My, my favorite is out of all those, and it depends on the area that we're looking at. It's probably direct mail. Direct mail. Yeah. Yeah. That's my go-to as well. Yeah. That's my, now if you had nothing. Well, if you have nothing, then it's really or hard. Very, very little. Let's say you got a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. Well, there's a, then I would do a couple things. I would get on the phone, call everybody that I knew in the real estate business, mm. realtors, other wholesalers, anything like that, mm -hmm. and just say, hey, do you, get, you got anything for sale? What, what you got yeah. going? Do you have any buyers? What are you looking for? Uh then I would start online looking for what I would call undervalued properties, mm -hmm. whether they're for sale by owner or realtors, Zillow, Redfin, all that. I start just looking all at all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I usually do a search parameter where I'm coming in with certain a certain area at a certain uh, number of square feet minimum and then see what pops up as the cheapest. Right. So then I work my way down that way. And not just because they're the cheapest doesn't mean they're the best value. So you just want to, you don't want to jump on the first one that's at the top of the page. You want to look through and, you know, maybe this one up here is a thousand square feet and it's $50,000, but you know, five, one, five down is 3000 square feet for $60,000. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think that might be a better deal. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. And with no money, you know, I, I like to do two things in particular. By the way, what would you like to do if you had no money? If I had no money, <laughs> uh, I, I would print out flyers and go door knocking in an area that I've determined, right? Yes. Uh, or, I, excuse me, that I've identified. And I would do that at least 10 hours a week, mm. just knocking on doors, 
you know, looking for the ugly house in the neighborhood. Called right. it the ugly house technique is what I call it. Yep. And uh, I'm going to go out <clears throat> and I'm going to knock on doors and I'm going to ask questions about the ugly house. And I'm going to say, oh, and by the way, have you ever thought about selling your house? You know, or do you know anyone that's selling theirs? And start to develop those relationships, being consistent in that particular neighborhood. I would also call other people's bandit signs. Mm-hmm. Because if they're buying houses, they're selling houses. That's right. You know, and if I don't have any money, you know, I mean, I've got to have something to sell to make some money, right? So I've got to put, get these properties under contract. I've got to find other people. I've got to find buyers for these deals. So, you know, I'm going to call, I call it reverse marketing. You right. Know? Uh, I'm going to call the bandit sign and say, hey, listen, I'm a local wholesaler who has buyers, whether I have the buyers or not. Yeah. Do you have any properties for sale? And if I sell your properties, how can we structure a deal like that so I can get paid? Mm. Um, <clears throat> because now I don't have, I'm, even though I'm going through the, the rigmarole of door knocking and finding my own deals, I've also stumbled across another investor who has deals who would love to sell that deal right. as fast as possible. That's right. So now I can take that property and I can market it on Facebook or Craigslist or wherever uh, to get to build my buyer's list as well and hopefully get that property sold. And you know what I may, I'm probably not going to make 10 grand for selling that, that person's property, but I may make 15 or 2,500 bucks. That's right. But it's 15 or 2,500 bucks that I didn't have before I made that call. Yeah. And that's what I would do with no money. And then I would start to build other strategies and, you know, put them in place like uh, door knockers and direct marketing and, and yeah, all those other great things that we get to do a little bit later. Let's go down the list. What what are the options? Let's just kind of make it succinct. Number one, driving for dollars. You got your driving for dollars. You've got your internet searches. You got your internet searches. And, you know, then the phone calls, uh, which might be part of driving for dollars. You mean cold calling? Well, I mean calling bandit signs. Yes. And calling realtors. So yes. that's really a combination of the first two. Mm-hmm. What else? Well, you've got, obviously, you've got your direct mail. You've got your door knocking. Door right? no, door, door knocker pieces? No, literally knocking on oh, doors. Okay, right. You know, going door to door. Yes. Like you're selling vacuum cleaner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Except you're buying houses this time, right? Yeah. Um, you've got your flyers and leaflets that you can leave at um, grocery stores and dry cleaners and convenience stores yes. that they allow you to do. And sometimes you get those calls, right? Depends on how you what what information you're putting on there, but it works sometimes. You you know you got putting out your bandit signs, right? Uh, you know, going down that that list, networking, which would be another thing that I would do uh, with no money. Yes, I mean it's important to network because again, you're going to wind up with people that are that either have property yeah. or are looking for property. Right. right. So you're going to find them both, and like we talked about before, connecting the dots. Right. Yeah. You're in the middle. You make a little bit. In the middle there for just connecting the two. It's again, it's just assigning contracts. You're putting, you're, you're wholesaling. Uh, then there's radio. I bet there's radio. There's television, and those are those very expensive billboards you see on the side of the highways. Yes, you can do the electronic <laughs> ones or the paper ones. Or That's whichever, right. You know. You know. I was or looking, you can do a radio show. Yeah. That's kind of marketing. That is kind of marketing. Oh, it is okay. a great marketing tool. <laughs> or you, you know, you could write a book, and yeah. you know, you could write a book and go out there and. And sell it. And listen, that might sound funny, but that is something that people actually do. Oh, absolutely. They That's... will write a book. And it doesn't have to be a big, you know, 
critically acclaimed masterpiece. No, it doesn't. Right. It can be a 30 or 40 page book that you have printed at, you know, Kinko's or wherever, right? Or you just get it printed up. Maybe it's even a digital one and then you just do a campaign and you, you, you separate yourself from everyone else as an authority. Yeah. If you have these things, you can have book signings anywhere you want. Let's have a break. Let's do it. And we are back. I know we got a little long-winded in that first segment. We did. But uh, that's what the people want. And by golly, I'm here to I'm here to please. (laughs) (laughs) So So, marketing. Yes, we're talking about the different ways to market. And there's all kind of stuff. You can be as creative as you want, you know. Yeah. Uh, We were on the break, we were talking about a client of yours who who wrote a book. She's in a a different industry, but uh, she wrote a book and you, you, can you tell that story? Tell us, tell the listeners what we were talking about on the break. Well, yeah, I was just telling her that uh, writing a book is great, and you know she has the objective of selling a million of them or whatever. I said that's all fine and, and good, but you don't really need to do that. And you, you know, the book itself is not really where you're going to make your money. It's about the back end. It's about the people that you're going to meet. It's about the seminars you're going to do. It's about the the other information that you can follow up behind that. And she said, yeah, I understand that. She said, my book really is my business card. Wow. Yeah. See, and that's exactly and she knows. how yeah. she, She's got it. And that's how you have to look at it. So it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a book or a postcard or an actual business card, you got to get out there and you got to let people know what it is you do and how they can contact you, how you're going to do business together. It's right. the only way to make a dollar, right? Absolutely. If they don't know you're there, you're not going to make any money. Right. You know? But uh, let's talk about the bandit sign technique for a minute. Okay. You know, it's never been my favorite. Never. I know. I know. You've done well with it, but yeah. I, I really haven't. Yeah. You know, it's, you know uh, it's, it's, see, with, with, with you and I, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, even with me, I mean, I didn't, like, again, we have someone that we work with that that's pretty much all they do. That's all and, they do. He's they're putting like, out, he's putting out literally hundreds of, of these, he just bought six hundred signs to put out. You know what? This month, I just realized why my bandit sign program doesn't work. <laughs> I don't too, put enough you out. You don't put it up out there. <laughs> you don't put it up out there. And uh, you got to put them out there. I mean, when I would, when I didn't have anything, when I had three hundred bucks, I literally bought ten bandit signs from yeah. from Home Depot, and it's expensive. I know. at Home Depot, ten bandit signs, and I hand wrote. Which I've learned over the years that that actually works best anyway. And I went out, I didn't have any money, and I, so I, I didn't want to lose them. So I would put them out at, on Thursday night, and then I would pick them up on Sunday night. Didn't you run the risk of them getting picked up on Friday? I, I, you know, but what I learned from the neighborhood that I was marketing in, because I did my little you know, reconnaissance beforehand, <laughs> as, I, as I would look at when code enforcement was out and when they weren't. Now, I also knew that on Friday in that particular neighborhood, they didn't come around after 3.30. Yeah. You know, they just didn't. And a lot of times they weren't even there on Friday. Mm. So that's why I jumped in on a Thursday night because I could get that Friday rush hour traffic in the morning and in the evening, and I would get all weekend. I'd get the church crowd on Sunday and Saturday because you can't forget the Seventh-day Adventists. Right? They're out there on Saturdays. Because they're they're doing their do driving they have around houses? on Saturdays, and they do have houses. Oh, okay. They do have houses, okay, and the Jehovah Witnesses that are 
you know, in some of those areas. I'm telling you, you know, because they're the best door knockers on the planet. You know, so. (laughs) I mean, so you got to take advantage of what's out there, brother. So. um, I thought the Mormons were the best. (laughs) Oh, no, they're good. But they're nothing like the Jehovah Witness. I mean, you know, two different uniforms, too. Okay. So, (laughs) but, uh, but. I only I only had enough money for ten, right? And I put them out there. In the first week, I didn't lose any. In the second week, I lost two. You know, and it was devastating. I just lost twenty percent of my marketing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, but it worked. I got the phone ringing, and I started to uh, make some. You know, make well, some you headway do, with you uh, were doing better than Coca Cola. You know, because they say they lose fifty percent <laughs> of their marketing. You know, money, they just throw it away. Where do they throw it? Well, that's I'm, the I'm, I need to be there. They don't know <laughs> until, you know, after they've already spent it. Oh, we need to get on their marketing <laughs> budgets. <laughs> and they have the most valuable brand on the planet. For sure. And so, in, and really, you know, how much does it cost to make water with sugar? And I think they're at like three cents a can, something like that. Not, you know, Incredible. Enough. I feel like I'm literally being uh, robbed at gunpoint when I look at a vending machine with a $2 Coke in it. I just I can't believe the markup. There. Or most of these <laughs> most of these fast food places are two fifty now. You know, it's insane. Free refills though. You know, yeah, you, you know, can you drink can... as much death as you can possibly consume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, maybe we went off track there for a second. <laughs> so at any rate, the bandit sign. You know, um, a lot of people. That's a go to thing for them. Uh, we've had some success with them. We don't use them. In the traditional way, you know, no. uh, we use, we put them in front of the properties that we have. Right. Um, but we have people like, again, we have a gentleman that we work with that has put, he, just this month, he bought 600 of them for this month. Wow. You know, and that's all he does. He doesn't and that's do anything in a smaller else. market too. That's yeah, in a much smaller market and in a market that we're actually partnering with him in. Yeah. Uh, to just increase everything that he's doing, but in a, in a more modern fashion with, uh, television. I mean, we come in kind of heavy, though. Yeah. You know, so we're coming in with television ads and and billboards and direct mail and door knockers, along with his bandit signs. Right. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to miss us. And <laughs> and we'll be we'll be replacing his bandit signs with our bandit signs. Correct. In the very near future. Correct. And so so the thing with the bandit signs, guys, is you got to get them. You got to put them out there. So you got to be out. Put them out there. You have to understand. How you want to do it? You know, for me, I picked a neighborhood and I put them in that particular neighborhood. It doesn't mean that the calls you're going to get are going to be four properties in that neighborhood either. You know, because you don't know That's right. the, the person. Like I got calls, you know, I'm marketing in southwest Atlanta with with bandit signs. And I've got people calling me about properties in Stone Mountain and in Lithonia and in Douglasville. Yeah. You know, because they have a family member that's going through a, through a thing or a, a friend that's going through a thing. But if a deal is a deal, it doesn't matter where it is. That's right. Because you're just looking for deals. You're not going to say, oh, you know, I was looking at properties in 30310. I'm sorry that you're in Douglasville. I, I can't look at that one. <laughs> no. You know, you're not going to say no, right? You're looking for opportunity, and opportunity can come from anywhere and be anywhere. So you have to put yourself in a situation. So here's how the bandit sign program, if you will, works. I mean, it's really, I think there should be a format in place. So I'm going to kind of lay that down. Do you mind if I lay that down for a second? Go for it. I'm going to lay it down. You ready? Here we go. Lay it down. So you're going to buy yourself some bandit signs. 
Now, where are you going to do that? You can go online and you can look for the banded signs. I would recommend that because when you go to one of the local uh, hardware stores, doesn't matter what it is, I mean, it's a lot more expensive. I mean, you can pay like 8 to $10 for a blank sign there where you can go online and pick them up for, what, 2 bucks? Yeah. You know, if you buy, you're going to have to buy more than 10 if you go online. And you got to spend a little bit more money for the yeah. little stand things. If you're going to use the stands, if you might right. just be using the staple gun. Now, if you're going, if you can spend three hundred bucks, yeah. right, and you can buy, I think it's, I think it's a hundred signs, yeah, blank signs, a hundred blank signs, and fifty stakes, the stands, the metal stands that go in them, and you want to get the big signs, the eighteen by twenty fours, right. right? Then you're going to go to the local hardware store, and you're going to buy that really big, thick Sharpie. Yes, sir. You know, and you're going to write on there, we buy houses fast cash. You, know, you don't have to say much else, you know, and you're right on both sides of them. And then you're going to put your telephone number at the bottom. I'd recommend getting a Google Voice number that you can regulate, you know, and, and transfer it somewhere else if you need to so that your phone isn't being inundated with telephone calls because that could happen for you. That also set up a voicemail. You know, we can share our voicemail script for anyone that is willing to or wants to do this. They just have to go to the website, which is realestate360show.com. Show. And you can request that information. We'll get it right out to you. Yeah. Right? Not No charge. We'll give you the script. All you have to do is record it. You've got a, uh, I think it's a 30-second window on there, or 60-second maybe, uh, for your voicemail. And you get it out there. Now you're ready to go. Yeah. Now you identify the area that you want to put your signs in, mm-hmm. right? You've ordered your signs. You got a hundred of them. You got some stakes. Oh, and you got to get one of those uh, staple hammers. Yes, sir. You're going to need that because, uh, you, you know, you got those wooden poles somewhere at some of those intersections and you can staple them really high uh, on the, uh, on that pole. And it saves you a little money mm. uh, by not having to use that stake. Right, because you're going to reuse this stuff. At least I did. I did. Some people put them out there and they just never come back and get them, which I understand because it is a it's a process. But if you've, if you've got limited money, limited resources, you know you're going to listen. Put them out on Friday night. Pick them up on Sunday night. Yeah, that's that's what you do if you have limited resources. But you put them out there and you put them out there strategically. You don't just put them on any corner. You put them on corners on on intersections where people have to stop. You know, because what's what good is it if you're putting it on the side of the highway? Because yeah. I've seen that, you know, you're getting off or on an exit and you're driving 50 miles an hour. I, I can't see what that's. I see that there's a sign there, but I don't know what the sign says. All you're going to see is fast cash and you're gone. And, and <laughs> yeah. oh, well, <laughs> you know, I don't have any time to look at the number or anything. Right. So you have to put them where people are going to stop. You're playing a numbers game. Yeah. Right. You know, everybody's not going to see it. But you're playing a numbers game. It's how many people stop at that intersection, at that stoplight, at that stop sign, or in that driveway when they're coming out of maybe a grocery store or a convenience store. You know, how many people are going to see that thing? That's what you want. That's where you want to be. So you put them out there. If you have limited resources, again, put them out Friday night after 4 o'clock. Pick them up Sunday night by 10 o'clock, you know, or whenever you feel like going out there, just pick them up. Because now you're gonna get you're gonna get that church crowd. You're gonna get some of the rush hour on Friday. You're gonna get people moving around. So, in a, and that was real, a real quick overview of what the bandit sign technique is. Do you have, want have anything to add to that? Not to the band. Well, maybe a little bit to the bandit sign. Yeah. 
it's what you said about don't put much information on there. Make sure the phone number is big and clear. It's kind yeah. of like if you're going to have a garage sale, you know, and you're putting out garage sale signs, yep. all you need to do is put garage sale with an arrow <laughs> And that's it. Right. You know, if you put the address and the times and all that, people aren't going to see all that. No. Just as, so the same thing. Yeah. Just you make know. sure it's big and visible. You know, when you're not invisible, but big and visible when you're writing on this. And again, it's an 18 by 24 inch board. The big ones. The big boards. You got to have the big boards. So we're going to take a break and come right back with more marketing techniques. All right, we are back. We are back in this beautiful show of Real Estate 360. And today we are talking only about marketing. Yes. And we're not going to be able to talk about every aspect of marketing, but we're just talking really about the things that, you know, we're utilizing right now that pretty much anyone can can utilize. And, you know, we're not giving you platitudes on marketing. We're giving you real the, life. There he is again. There's the the sore is Steve. I had to say it with a stutter. Yeah, but the anyway, so but it's Steve. That's your superhero it's name. Information. Oh, I've got a superhero. Oh, so it's but to the point, <laughs> which is it's real life information, and you know you can use this marketing stuff for anything. And any platypus can use it. Anything, any any <laughs> mammal slash amphibious thing with flippers on it can use it. You know, absolutely. You know, we uh, <laughs> we are using very heavily uh, direct mail mm-hmm. uh, because, in our experience, it works. We understand what the numbers are. Uh, we also know that there are a lot of people that try to kind of skimp their way through that process. We we talk to people all the time and show them how to do direct mail campaigns. Right. Uh, there is a minimum number that one should be mailing a minimum number of mailers, which is a thousand It's the minimum that you should be mailing, but we'll have people that send out a couple hundred, you know, a few hundred. And when you're in, especially if you're in a major market, right. Uh, I mean, you're, what's the, you're, you're throwing a, a, a tic-tac to a whale, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's, well, now, see, that would probably get a whale's attention since they eat plankton, yeah. oh, which but. is tiny little. It's b- way smaller than a I don't think tank. they're very minty, though. No, they're not, and, <laughs> and it takes a lot of them. It takes a lot of them. <laughs> not just one. You're not going to, you know, I mean, the odds of you finding success mailing out two or 300 mailers is really slim. But, it, again, it does depend on where you are. I mean, if you're in metropolitan Atlanta or any major yeah. um, uh, metro, uh, metro Metropolis. Well, you're working on that. Yeah. While there's major <laughs> competition with other people mailing and other people on the radio talking about, you know, guaranteed offers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're competing with you all of that. And you have to be seen. You have to be visible. You got to play the numbers game. And the uh, I didn't mean to embarrass you when I said that. No, no. I don't think you were. But uh, <laughs> you know, the best, the absolute best marketers that do direct mail are excited when they get one half of 1% return absolutely from their mailings. Absolutely. And you know, we've you got do the math. Yeah. I mean, we've got, there's competition out there that are mailing out 20, 30, 50,000 mailers a month. Yeah. 
you know, to specific areas and regions. Mm. And, you know, there's different formats. You know, there's that real in a, a formal one that comes and almost looks like, you know, it's something that's coming from the government, yeah. you know, something that you have to respond to. You know, it looks, I mean, it's, it's just all kind of stuff. There's the, the letters that come. Mm. I mean, there's just so many different uh, tactics and techniques. We use something a little bit differently right now. We have a couple, but we, we have to switch those up. You know, you can't do the same thing all the time. You have to evolve with your market. So if you're doing the exact same thing, expecting the same results over and over and over again, for a little while that's going to work. But you have to remember that your, your market is getting more sophisticated. Exactly. You know, the people that you're marketing to are becoming more sophisticated because everyone else is marketing differently. If you're doing this and you're actually doing mailings, if you're still doing the yellow letter, yeah. you know, you may want to rethink that. Because yeah. that's been around for what, 20? If not longer. But years? Let me, and we, we have a version of that we do, but we do something a little bit different. Yeah. Which, you know, and that's our elongated um, direct mail campaign. That's a five-letter process. Right. And, you know, we have them color-coded. You know, <laughs> each one is color-coded. Each letter is something different because we're developing a relationship with the, the people that are receiving this particular mail. And the way we mail them out, uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it, though. You know, you're not just getting that white letter, you know. We mail them out so it looks like a birthday card, <gasps> you know. And it's my birthday. Yeah, it, it looks like a birthday card. It do, and, and it's not the uh, registered mail stamp on it. It's an actual stamp. So it looks like it's actually coming from someone, which increases our open rate. Oh, yeah. And when you increase your open rate, you increase your telephone calls. And when you increase your telephone calls, you increase your appointment setting. And when you increase your appointment setting, you make more offers. And when you make more offers, you get more deals. And when you get more deals, you, make you get more, more money. Okay. You know? And then you get to do it all over again. <laughs> you know? And, and decide how you want to scale. But here's how, you know, that works. You know, you want to, if you're going to go, you can go a little simpler than that, right? And it's it's more expensive to run that particular campaign than it is to run a postcard campaign. But you have to get familiar with, you know, color schemes, you know, the psychology of colors. Mm -hmm. You know, what colors do you put together to make a person want to see it? What size should the postcard be? You know, you don't necessarily want to make it look like a nightclub flyer or a party flyer. You don't want it to be that small. You know, you don't right. want it to look like you want it to look like something that they have to see. And it's it's different from place to place, from state to state, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know, the colors that people are familiar with, it's not just red and blue because red is stop. Don't look. Don't do it. That's right. Well, it depends. It does. Women depend. like red men. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just like like with. um Online, you know, if you're doing any marketing online, you've got the click here buttons. Yes. No, they're not in red anymore. There was a time when that was the big color. It was. That was the only color yeah. you ever saw. Now it's orange. Well, that makes you know, sense. That's the color now, you know. You know, what, you know what orange is, right? Tell me more. Well, it's friendly. It is friendly. Yeah. It is friendly. Who doesn't like an orange? It's not stop. It's not red stop. Yeah. You know. And, and it's not yellow. Slow down. So I have a question for you. Why do they put exit signs up? In red. That's weird. I think that it's because they want to gain, you know, to get a person's attention. Red is definitely an attention. Yeah, getter. but it means stop. 
It does. But if you're exiting, you have to be prepared to stop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to stop it. Yeah. It says get the hell out. You know, I'm a, I want to go. You know, maybe they should make those green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, green is green. You know, green is always go. I think it's always going to be that way. And which, ironically, doesn't transfer over. The green does not transfer over to sales. I was so going to ask you about that. It well, does why not, aren't the buttons green? Because it doesn't translate for some reason. It doesn't. And these great marketers have tried over and over and over again. And it's constantly changing. It's an ever-evolving thing. Again, your people, the, the people that you're marketing to become a little more sophisticated yeah. when they get used to a thing. You have to switch things up all the time. Right. One of the things that we're doing with our direct mail right now is putting a picture of their house on each individual mailer. Right. You know, we're not going to talk about how we do that, but it's something that we get done so that people are uh, become a little more familiar with because some people love it. Some people despise it. Yeah. Right. But one thing for sure, they see it. They see it. <laughs> hey, you know, it is hey, very difficult. That's my house. That's you right. know what? And we're getting their attention right away. And that's what you want to do because getting their attention means they're reading, right? They see their house on there and they're going to read it. Yeah. And they're going to respond. Most people are going to respond. Now, the reason that we say a thousand is the minimum is you're going to get about a 20% response. To those, meaning that you're going to get about 200 people that are going to call you or reach out to you, respond in one way or another to that campaign. It does not mean that you're going to see 200 people, or it doesn't mean that you're going to do 200 deals. It means that you're going to do 1% to 2% of those people deals right. from the people that actually contacted you. Yeah. You're going to do 1% to 2% of that number. So you're going to do anywhere between two and four deals. Now, you can have a great campaign or, or, you know, those numbers are numbers that I'm giving you from what we do over an extended period of time. We have campaigns where we've done seven, eight deals, ten deals per thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that that can't happen. We've run campaigns where we only got one deal out of, out of a campaign. You know, so it's there's different timing. It's about being consistent, consistent. Even with this this particular process that I'm talking about, that is a three-month um, process. We're touching those same 1,000 people or whatever that number is for us every month for three months using different color schemes and different language on a postcard. That costs us about 44, 45 cents per, depending on the size of that postcard. Right. Okay? So... We're establishing a relationship with them. You want to talk to people. You want to follow up with people when they do reach out to you. And that, again, is going to make sense for you. Don't send out 200 because if the same rule applies. If you get if you get a 20% response, then you get 40 people. Yeah. And what's 1% to 2% of 40? Less than 1. I so, mean, you might get lucky. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. Like your one student uh, up north there, he got. He yeah. only sent a few, and he got he got. But he was in a he rural was in a very area. rural area. No competition whatsoever. Exactly. He sent 250 out and got two deals. Right. Is that? That's <laughs> well, it was amazing. really three deals. Yeah. You know, this man went from figuring out how he's going to eat dinner yeah. to, you know, making next month almost $20,000 in was, rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> so if he so, can do it. So you're saying that this could be done anywhere? Absolutely. Anywhere by anyone. All right. Let's take a break. Let's do that. Do you need to sell your house? 
Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Welcome back, Real Estate 360Show.com. Let's get our mics on first. And you are. I am Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. And let's do some more real estate training. And, you know, right now we're talking about marketing, and that's not real estate training, but is it? Oh. Is it? Hey, let's talk about the Internet as it relates to real estate. Sure, sure. I think we covered you know, direct mail pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I think we covered the bandit signs pretty good. I mean, there's a lot more meat that goes on that. I mean, we don't have enough time in this particular show to actually, no. you know, go through everything that you need to do, the negotiations, the, the picking of the colors, the language. But I think there, I think we gave pretty solid, pretty solid information on that last one. I hope you loved it. Yeah. Uh, and, and for more, by yeah. all means, please go to www.realestate360show.com. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. <laughs> Are you Mr. Gorka? No, anyway. Um, sounded like him for a second there. So um, we also covered, uh, you know, driving for dollars, calling realtors, all that sort of thing. And Bandit there's, signs. There's, you know, you have to kind of just do these things yeah. and find your own niche and groove and what you what you want to say and what's comfortable for you. You know, uh, we've been in, I've been in sales trainings before, and they say, follow this script. I could never, ever follow that script. Yeah. Well, and that's a, another thing, you know, about this, and that's more on the negotiation side, but, you know, the person that you're in front of is going to dictate the script. Absolutely. Because, you know. because their need is going to be different than the need, than whatever it is you've scripted. Yeah. And you have to be able to riff, if you will. You have to be able to go off script. But that only happens when you know what all your options are. Right. And that's the only way it can happen. It's very difficult to get off script if you only know one way to do a thing. Yeah. You know, but if you know 50 ways to do a thing, the person that you're in front of is going to dictate where that conversation goes because their need is going to be different yes. from person to person, from seller to seller. Have you ever done a, a deal uh, that originated out of the Internet? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've done all kind of marketing techniques online. Yes. Uh, we, we market for sellers. We use Craigslist still. Yeah. We market for sellers on Craigslist. We market for buyers on Craigslist. Uh, we market for partnerships on Craigslist, and they're just ongoing things. And we can be as aggressive as we want to be. We we have put properties out there to sell on Craigslist uh, to develop our our buyers cash buyers list, list you right. know, things like that. We just did a subject to deal from someone on, on Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, you know so. I mean, people will call. And even for that, listen, if you're in Atlanta and you're investing in Atlanta or you're wholesaling in Atlanta, you have to know this, that people are coming from all over the country to buy property here. They're buying, they're, they're coming here to buy from Utah, Colorado, New York, California, California all over, San Diego, San Francisco, Is LA. anybody coming from Texas? No. Okay. No, you're not getting many. Uh, apartment builder. 
apartment building buyers, commercial buyers, but definitely not for single family because the markets are too similar. Yeah, they are. Right. So um, we also market in those places. We market in Utah and Colorado and up and down the West Coast and up and in the Northeast. Yes, because those folks are taking those big dollars and bringing them here to little Georgia, if you will. Yeah. Right. Because here you can buy a whole house and the land for a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> there. Not so much, you know, you might buy some shingles, Yeah, but uh, you know, they're, they're bringing that stuff here, but inevitably what happens is you've got people that are tired of being a landlord or maybe tired the renovations, major taxes, yeah, or maybe you know? the renovations didn't go so well and they got to sell these properties, right? you know, and they're going to reach out if you're there, you know, if you can, and again, it's about the law of averages. It's the numbers. You know, there's a thousand other people marketing there as well, but that person only needs to see your ad one time, right. and that's the time they're in need, right? So we utilize Craigslist for for that. Yeah, uh, we utilize Facebook for that, and Facebook has uh, very interesting things that you can do with it, right? Um, you have Facebook Marketplace where you can put stuff that you have for sale there. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, groups. Yes. You know, that you can put your stuff for sale in there and look for things that are for sale that you can have potentially the the opportunity to resell to your investment group or groups that you have, people, buyers that you have access to that they might not have access to. Uh, but you can also market for deals there, mm-hmm. you know, but that's more of a pay-per-click kind of thing. You know, you can put your, you know, of course, everyone's got their Facebook profile and I buy houses or this, that, and the other. But, you know, John or Jane Doe is not necessarily looking for Jason Miles or Steve Conley on Facebook. No. You know, if they're on Facebook, if, they, if they've done a Google search for selling a house or how to sell a house or any of that stuff, and you're running an ad on Facebook Generally, they're going to see your ads because they've expressed an interest on the Internet as a whole of that. Those are those little spider bots that go all over the place and see what people are doing because we've all been there. You know, we all have Googled something and then we go to Facebook or wherever and all the ads pop up for that thing that we've been searching for. It's not magic. You know what? It's what they do. (laughs) You know, that's what they do. You know what I think is, at least from my perspective, having been doing this for a while, what the most effective thing on the Internet is? What's that? Well, it's it's almost not like it's the Internet in a way. I mean, it's the Internet, of course, but it's what you just said in terms of reaching out on Craigslist, getting people on your buyers list, whether it's that or, you know, dialing, you know, driving for dollars, collecting um, emails, putting them on a database. Mm-hmm. And then sending out emails with properties for sale or properties, you know, we want to buy. Right. That is the most effective thing that I've found. Oh, absolutely. You know. But we have to use It's a these, lot more direct. Yeah. But the internet is where we're getting really a lot of that contact from. That's big, really how we're developing exactly. our buyers list. We're utilizing Facebook and LinkedIn has been very, very good for us. Yeah. I mean, to buy and to sell. Right. So, uh, uh a lot of people just overlook LinkedIn. You know, they think it's just this place where you go and post your resume, really. You know, what? but it's a huge place yeah. to market. I mean, we've built a following there that's just astronomical mm. of people that are looking, checking for us. You know, they want to see what we're doing. You know, we'll put properties for sale out there, and we'll get people that are calling from all over the globe. We get Canada, 
you know, Australia, London, you know, that are looking for opportunities. You know, we talk about some of the multifamilies that we do, right. you know, and we have these little video clips and we're sharing what we do. And we've got people that are reaching out to us to say, Hey, how can we do business together? Mm. You know, and we start to build these relationships with people, whether they want to come in and invest with us, or they're asking us to come and look at their opportunity. It's a matter of putting yourself all around, all around uh, different kinds of energies to see how it, how it can be, you know, beneficial to each party. And LinkedIn is an absolutely fantastic place to do that, but people just kind of overlook it. Everybody's running to Facebook yes. or Craigslist or Zillow or, or you know, those kinds of uh, marketplaces. And I'm telling you, LinkedIn is a fantastic place to go yeah. to build relationships, to find buyers, to find partners for deals. I mean, it's just a fantastic place to be. LinkedIn looks like it's a little more, quote unquote, maybe exclusive in terms of, you know, it's not as wide open looking as Facebook is. Right, right. Because it's not a place where you go to, you know, uh, share what you ate for dinner today. Right. You yeah. know, it's just not the place for that. You know, this is a place to specifically talk about business and business opportunities. Right. And creating relationships. That's all that is. Creating, developing relationships and making them work. Absolutely. You know, so, but it, it it's fantastic. I mean, we've gotten all kind of stuff from LinkedIn. You know, there are other platforms out there. You know, I know a lot of realtors uh, use Instagram. That was my next question. Yeah, they do. I mean, even we use Instagram for some of our advertisements. But, you know, we're our, the audience there isn't, it's really not buyers, you know. Right. Uh, it's just not, you know, not for property. You know, the, it's for people that want information and, you know, things like that. The realtors that are making the real the waves, if you will, on Instagram that are finding success, they're just looking for listings. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a certain audience, and that audience is generally people that are selling houses. You know, and, they're, and the agents that are there marketing are marketing to buyers because they, they are there. Yes. Um, you know, every now and then we'll get a call from something that we, some ad that we ran that wound up on Instagram. But in our marketing efforts over the course of a, almost a year, the only thing that we've really sold there is information. Yeah. You know, it has been uh, not not so good now, for us. Now, I haven't really utilized Instagram very much at all in terms of real estate. I would have to admit, uh, like, none. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. almost none. Uh, yeah. I've recently found a little link between our MailChimp to the Instagram Right, you know, because it's all Facebook owned now, so they, yeah, they make all that stuff really easy for they us do. to do. Yeah. But listen, I want to say uh, to the folks that are listening out there, if you enjoyed this, you know, go to www.realestate360show.com. Tell us what you thought. Uh, go check out the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Subscribe. Love what we do. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Engage with us and. Make sure that you're checking for our next event. Yes. On January the 18th, it is How to Earn a Living While You're Getting Wealthy with Real Estate. January 18th. Realestate360show.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests? Top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, 
and efficient closing, please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar. And I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D.